American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to Factor for sponsoring this video. Let's get into it. That was really good. (laughs) I really was concerned at the beginning, to be honest. I was like, oof, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this episode. Uh... But like with everything, you throw a little bit of Fire Nation in there and Zuko and Iroh and it turns yeah. it around immediately. You make it predominantly Fire Nation <laughs> and predominantly Zuko. <laughs> maybe there's an alt world where maybe that was the show these writers actually wanted I to know, tell. I know. <laughs> maybe they should call this Zuko. <laughs> the Fire Nation story. <laughs> because... That stuff is so strong and powerful. Um, I still think Aang is lacking a lot. In the beginning when he's in the back of the car and he's like, let me go see my friends, please. I'll come right back. I'm like, this is so, it's too naive for me. I'm like, come on, buddy. You know that's not, like, what is, it's just too naive, too childlike for me. Like when he's begging them to, let me please go see my friends, please. I'm like, you know that's not going to happen. Like, it's it's stupid to me. It's dumb. I don't want to hear it. Get over it. <laughs> so that was a little concerned. <laughs> but they put him and Zuko together. It's a great relationship. And I love getting that more fleshed out. They balance off each other really well. well yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like the... Aang was the best at getting to the a triggering core. Sometimes I think what I've really learned about, at least myself in my life, is sometimes when I'm getting like emotionally defensive, I you? have to yeah yeah me. Wow. I have to check myself to go. Is it because there's some truth to this? And so before I get like act on getting defensive, it's like, oh, is it because of that? Am I really defending my honor or my is is it because there's some truth being dished my way? And I think that's that was a necessity of the conversation that was happening between Aang and Zuko. And I, I kept saying like what what makes Aang great is is the connection. What would make him an interesting character is if you just watch his connection with other characters. Like even at the end of the the whole thing with masks and feeling like you need people and friends as that monologue was going. And then they're cutting to like Aang and, uh, you know, rescuing uh, Katara and Sokka. Like, I don't really feel like they have much of a connection, really. Mm-hmm. Like they get along fine, but I don't think like these are friends I need. Like they're my friends. I need to save them. Like the the depth of that, you know, it just feels very like kind of surface still. Uh, even though I do think this was his best episode and, and there's definitely more room to to improve upon 
I imagine this show will get another season, and I'm really hoping that is the improvement where they put most of their focus it, is that because i've kind of just accepted like that nah, this is the show's shortcoming <laughs> it's the biggest show this is the biggest shortcoming of the show for 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 us at least is that's the case fortunately it is surrounded by a lot of things that are really strong and that do work within source material as well mm-hmm. you know like that whole conversation at the bed i don't think that's in the animated show of course no. that conversation must have happened uh in, in some context uh, we don't uh, see Fire Lord Ozai you don't at see all him. in the first season, right? Yeah, like I think the, face? I think even the Agni Kai fight, you don't see his face. If I'm not mistaken, I think you don't. Um, but they're, the way they flesh out the family drama, the dynamics, the the gaslighting, the narcissistic abuse, all of it. The, they really have a strong psychological angle, I think, with all the characters that feels extremely nuanced. Yeah. That gives you a depth of understanding to everyone even and they i think they humanize they didn't humanizing not in the way where you have an empathetic uh, association with the fire lord ozai but she, but he feels more than just two-dimensional villain who's cackling and shit yeah and he just feels like a real abusive king you know? he feels like an abusive father, father. yeah he's yeah. like a real abusive father who's like i'm gonna whip you boys in the ship you know and he's the Iron Claw Dad. And, uh, that's all I think about now. Like he's coming back to this. That's what he is. And, and uh, it's just, it is just compelling. It's just compelling drama. And it's more than just, oh, they're pulling from, you know, familiarity. They're doing a great job on expanding upon it as opposed to Aang where they just sort of condense shit. And I really, I really think, like, this is Zuko's show <laughs> through and through. And it's very clear where the audience, where the writers of this installment of Avatar: Last Airbender were most interesting, mm-hmm. like this is like the second episode where you get extensive fleshing out on them, and out of eight episodes that you we've had, so many flashbacks of Zuko and his story, and we've had nothing really of Aang and his story. You know, man, there's not too much. It's like eight. He's, he's twelve. Yeah, it's like twelve years of what, like you know. Farting and pooping and throwing, you know, his feces at all the other airbenders. Is that what you were doing at 12 years old? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I imagine. Just little monkeys going around. I'm so concerned if that's Taking what you were doing at 12. Taking the hair off of all his friends, making sure they're all bald. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. No. I feel so, like. Uh, I mean, yeah. We, we, we could get more flesh, more of his story in connection with the other airbenders. And, like, we could get some of that. like, Or just see him with his friends, some connections why with do we have Kata- no, Katara why do we have no and Sokka. Flashback of his firebending friend. Why do he mentions it? And I'm like, well, that would have been a great scene, you know, him getting along with these these other nations and firebending. We don't yeah, get that. Sound like a cool, mysterious thing they're alluding to. Uh, like, might as well show us. You know, they should. They should. And I think the, I, th- I think like the biggest fault that they're missing out on is just, if anything, just build the connection then with with uh, Katara. And Sokka. Yeah. It's the main thing they, they, they should be doing to, to make it to make him an interesting character. It's gonna start playing. And you know, it's like to me it's apparent too that the these I think where the creatives behind this this one were interested is what can they bring to the table and what they are. I mean, rightfully so. Like what can they create? Yeah. And all the stuff that is not a direct adaptation, I think they don't really care as much yeah and 
I can see where that divide sort of happens with the original creatives being involved and them being like, but you know, here's why that original stuff is good. Yeah. <laughs> and either way. But it's I, hard because then I'm like, but all the stuff they're adding with the Fire Nation is really good. Oh yeah. Though, even like the, the troops there, the, yes, the 41st. And they're all bowing to him. and what, I'm like, oh. The way they flesh out so the, the differences between Uncle Iroh and Ozai has been so strong. And they just continue to build that relationship of Zuko and Iroh. And it's believable to me. It's I mean, so believable. There's just, uh, and, and most of the episode is about that. It's my main takeaway. And I love the... I love the, the 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 conversation that they do have when they're hiding out in the barn, and watching uh, Zuko just have to take on that all that being told the information of his mission. Yeah, you know it. It just sounds so large and fantastical when it's first pitched, but they're not aware that like the avatar's frozen. They just think like the avatars are like a reborn person, and they have to go find that avatar. Right? That's the impression I'm under. I don't, really I don't, I don't know think they, because. Um, obviously the Avatar would be a hundred years old at that point and they're not searching other nations, right? So I don't know. Well, it seems like Zuko became so obsessed that he started uh, trying to understand every Avatar to see mm-hmm. how the best way he can get to finding the Avatar, you know? So you do find yourself rooting for, for Zuko to be able to come into his own, be his own man. But at the same time, when he's getting like dicked over by Zhao, who I think is so good yeah he is so good and a a wonderful because and i think it's an improvement honestly that's if there's one there's one thing i would gladly admit to is i I like jow when he first showed up in a lot of ways he is just discount ozai yeah (laughs) and what they do with him here he's so specifically fleshed he's so specifically written to be this guy in this show and i think that actor brings that level of just sleaziness and and, and just a snake that I love watching because he, he he's great. He's, he's fun to watch. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just like the Aang stuff, like fidgeting Roku. I just feel like that didn't that really was amount. was so quick and gone. I'm like, didn't really he's like, to anything. how can I say my friends? Peace, bye, out of here. I'm like, yeah, You're not, no other questions, nothing for the the future. Like I don't understand this. It's there's no real lessons being. It's the same shit. Yeah. You have to do the impossible things, and maybe maybe you know consider whether or not you should be friends with friends. That's there are no. He's learning no lessons. Nothing. Yeah, that's the problem. He gets dropped like one sentence. Yeah, one, that I guess is equates to. A profound lesson of storytelling and not um, even really because he was like friends can be a liability we don't see him struggling with that weight or decision at all throughout this he's still exactly. like like so it's I mean. it's useless i'm like what a useless there, okay there's a real lack of struggle agency um capability like really just you know remember once in a while there's like no we just need Aang to do some airbending stuff once in a while when he's fighting but there's no like real strategy yeah. or I don't know. There's just got to be something more to the guy than just him being like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you need to do the impossible thing. And also consider this thing that I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was just like so short lived. And uh, even him just getting to there just feels there's a note there. Sometimes they skip over struggle is what makes you root for ch- 
destiny child, what yeah. makes you root for chosen one. Oh, that that's what makes you root for a superhero is you need to have struggle and him saying, I don't know what I'm doing does not exactly equate to struggle. Cause even when he's like captured and shit, it's like, Oh, this guy's breaking him out. You know, like stuff, stuff is happening in his favor to help him out a lot. He's not even concerned that he's captured. He like, doesn't even bat an eye. He doesn't like care at all. Like she's like, yeah, I'm captured again. Well, I think he got to get out to save my friends. He was worried to save his friends. But there's a lack of depth. That's it. There's a lack of depth to it. It's just very surface the way they they do it. Yeah, like basic worry, which basic. concerns me that they are not confident in their lead actor. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I it, it, that could be because the case. they're giving everyone else. But they could have cast like a billion people. Here. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, I don't know. Is, that, is this kid, like, famous? I don't think so. Or is he an unknown? Could I think he's like, an unknown. I've never seen this kid before. The benefit of Avatar The Last Airbender is you can go all unknown. Except for Ozai. It's Daniel Day Kim. The villain he's of Die Another too. Day. I, okay. I think I think he's a villain or I'm racist. But I'm pretty sure I'm not racist. In the midst of movie and TV show reactions, Lena's such a busy schedule around here. Who's got time to prep gourmet meals? Well, that's where Factor steps in. Factor is a game changer, delivering chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals right to your door. It's not just about dinner. They've got your whole day covered with snacks, smoothies, and more. Whether you're into keto, vegan, pescatarian like myself, or just looking for something delicious and healthy, Factor has a variety of meals ready in two minutes flat. Imagine the luxury of gourmet meals without the hassle of prep or cleanup. It's like your personal chef making it easier to eat well amid our busy lives and the best part factors flexible to fit any schedule pick from 6 to 18 meals weekly adjusting or pausing anytime life gets in the way it's about making your life easier giving you control and convenience without compromising on quality with factors gourmet plus even my hectic days get a gourmet touch no more grocery runs, just pure deliciousness. So you ready to elevate your food game reject nation? Jump into factor75.com or click below with Real Rejects 50. You're in for a 50% off treat on your first box. Supporting them helps support the channel, but also supporting your health and time. Dive into the gourmet life, people. They're going to say you're racist anyway in the comments, so it's okay. <laughs> no matter what you said there. <laughs> Which is so funny to me because there's so many comments that are like... He looks like Jabby. I want to be like, oh, so all Filipinos look alike? <laughs> uh, but you do look like him. Interesting. I mean, we're both Asian. <laughs> so all Asians look alike? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, they're going to claim you're racist, so it doesn't matter. He's great, though. I feel like his performance, too, is he's really, a, he's really a veteran good. actor. The guy's like 50 or 60. Dude, he's... He's good looking. <laughs> yeah, he's, good. he's a good looking guy. I want to confirm that really fast. Oh but my God, he's what fifty. Time is that it? that body. Uh, I could be wrong. There's but no I'm way. Pretty sure he's like. There's like no wrinkles on that been, body. He's been around forever. This guy. I mean, he was like on season one of Lost. Maybe he was like ten when he was on season. Fifty-five. No way. That is insane to me. Wow, it is true what they say about Asians, huh? He's the guy in Joyride. Not Joyride. Yeah, Joyride. The the dad. Spoilers. <laughs> Wait, no, he's not the actual dad. The stepdad. 
I don't remember that movie at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't remember I didn't like that movie, remember? I thought it was hilarious. I hated that movie. It's not my type of comedy. Anyway, he looks really good for 55. Yeah. We got to have a kid now. If they can get that type of genes. <laughs> he does look really good, man. Wow. Anyway, this put me back on track a little bit, so. I still have some concerns, especially because there's only two episodes left, but... I think the less but we I'm are just going with in our... with this is Zuko show. Keep <laughs> yeah. showing me more this Zuko. This is Zuko show. Secondly, soccer show. <laughs> this, is, this is Zuko and the Fire Nation show. And then soccer show. Yep. Then Katara. That ain't. Yep. And I'm okay wow, with What a bummer on that. I know. I know. We have two episodes left. I'm like, I would have just, I really kind of would have preferred if they just. We're like, you know what? We're going to take a different approach. We're not going to call it Avatar The Last Airbender. We'll call it yeah. Zuko. We'll tell the Avatar The Last Airbender like show. Or like the Fire Nation. You call own, it the Fire Nation. Or if you just saw it only from Zuko's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that, that would be so that'd good. That would be cool, right? Like you only <laughs> see that so Aang good. just comes in like doses, but it's always from Zuko's perspective. That could have been a really interesting take. Especially because it's clear that that's where their passion here lies. Yeah, I don't, they don't give a shit about it. <laughs> they really don't. Nope. It's, it's so thin. Maybe maybe we're way in the minority on it, but I I really don't like. F- tell me what's the tell me what the depth is without s- saying fill it in with the animated show. <laughs> like, and tell, tell me, me without spoiling because we're on ep- <laughs> this was episode six, so without telling me by episode time, seven and eight. Oh, by the time this is out, yeah. But I'm just clarifying. Right now, we've not yeah. seen. So if you're gonna talk to me about right now in this moment, our feelings are incorrect. Give me an example up until episode six of why our feelings are incorrect. Do not go further than that. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes things are, I think sometimes people feel like they get more from a character, from body language and whatever. Uh, but I don't get that with this Mm-mm. at all. I, I really think the writing is really poor on him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen some people like complain and on the, the time of us filming this, the only thing that's been uploaded is the episode one. Yeah. And I saw some some comments about uh, people like not liking uh, Iroh. Because I saw did, that too. There's like a whole thread about it. Like, it's a top comment. And, and Katara. I was like, I really like the mold. And Iroh because of the voice that he does. And again, that's like, oh, well, you want the animated show yeah. at that point. And, and, and we're here going, like, I think he's one of the best parts yes. of it. And he's also one of my favorite characters from the animated show yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard it's a hard line to draw. It's really hard. Really interesting stuff. Yeah. All righty. Well, we're done. Thank you, guys. Matthew Arms, I... I love you so much. We know each other personally. Jack Forrest, I would love to follow you into a forest holding hands. Namari, I'm treating you with the same delicacy as John, where I play with the headset the entire time. <laughs> Mike Joyce, <laughs> hop into my Rolls Royce and we'll take a ride, buddy. Jet Loose Court Gaming. You remember that time we found each other on the internet and, and you were like, hey, you look good. And I was like, sorry, I'm taken. And then we had a laugh about it and you said, I have a loose. And I was like, that's inappropriate. Ryan Smith, remember when I mistook you for a different Ryan Smith and then started hitting on you and it was really awkward and you were like, that's not me, it's the other Ryan Smith. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry about that. 
Kevin Meek, remember when I took a baseball bat to your face because I was like, how dare you hit on my wife? And I was like, oh, wait, you're not the right Kevin Meek. And then we had a good laugh about it. <laughs> Adrian Timms. <laughs> I would fight for you the way Rocky fights for his Adrian, is all I want to say. You're, you're, you're my rock. Navdeep Sidhu, I would fight you the way real-life Rocky probably fights with Adrian. You know, that guy's definitely got some mental health issues and probably takes it out on his wife. Uh, hey, you touch my turtles, not deep. And then, bam, <laughs> sock you right in the face. <laughs> hey, that's a souvenir for a lucky reject. Real Nagas. You are a real one, and you say nah anytime someone goes to try and steal me away from you. There's something in there. A heat their gear. You are a real her in the heat as you shift gears due to cycles with the moon. Ian Simon, my dude, you have the same first name as the actor who played Bilbo, and uh, you're just as wise and half the age, or even less. So keep it up. Jacob Neptune. You have the same first name as the guy, the alien who poses as Jacob Elordi. So keep it up. Kayla the King, I bend the knee to you. I will kiss the ring. And uh, yeah, just anything you need me to do, I, I am your instrument. Put me to work. Olivier Hamlin, you bend your knee to me. And I say, get up, man. Who do you think I am? The, that that one Indian guy from the Normies? Or the other Indian guy from the Normies? <laughs> the Normies are good people. You're all the Normies. <laughs> Alan Ling, listen, I got a thing for you, my friend. So uh, meet me by the swings and we'll do a, a, a ding-a-ling. Kiera, you and I are going to catch this who's hanging out by the swings, has long hair, works to wear red flannel. We're going to get this guy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Juan Longoria. I'm a desperate housewife for ya, my, my, my guy. Cliff Rodriguez, let's push desperate housewives off cliffs. Huh? How does that sound? Doesn't it sound like a good old American time? Ian Rick, that's a good old American name right there. Why don't you meet me next to a cliff and we'll watch a sunset together. Goat Nation, I see another couple by a cliff. Hey, you want to go all Zodiac on them? This <laughs> 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 is going to be great for the suitability of this video. <laughs> Lorenzo Baxter. I am in a glass case of emotion whenever I think of you, and I would fight any biker who would dare to harm you in any way. Differently sane, I'm in a glass case of insanity. It's a different kind of sane. A not-so-ordinary normalcy. Oh. It's differently Action. sane. It's differently sane. <laughs> Certainly in the rain or whatever that twist tongue twister. Marco Tunstill, I would twist my tongue around you, all of you. Be very impressed. You don't know. You don't understand uh, what anaconda genes I'm working with here. Simply faded. Do you ever twist your tongue when you're faded? Uh, I think it's working. 
Huh? Good comedy right there. So <laughs> juicy is that comedy. And speaking of so juicy, SJ94, you make my heart burst with flora and chocolate springs. Justin Martin, there's a dead man whose heart has just bursted with chocolate and we need to clean up this body because it has happened on my residency and we can't have the public finding out about it. That'd be a travesty. Colin, I'm calling you on the phone repeatedly an obscene number of times to where you don't want to talk to me ever again, but I'm not going to stop because I know you like to play hard to get. Philip J. Smith Jr., remember that time we were bunking together and we heard some weird pal who hangs up by swings who was on this phone talking to a guy named Colin and he wouldn't stop bothering him and then we had to tell the landlord about it and he died because his heart burst from chocolate? <laughs> That was a weird time, Philip J. Smith Jr. Weird times we had. Speaking of weird, Jen Smith, there are so many Smiths here. I wonder if you're all related, and I would like to become a Smith, too. Maybe we can all marry each other big love style. Melanie LeBlanc, I'm getting invited to an orgy with a bunch of Smiths, and I don't want it to just be uh, only Smiths. I think we should get all the LeBlancs. You, the Matthew, <laughs> I'm sure he's got some relatives with that last name, too. Because let's Jeff face LeBlanc. it, you're the only two LeBlancs out there. Karen LeBlanc. It's kind of hard to find LeBlancs, but I feel like it could be a, a... We don't have to do anything. We could just be witness. Yeah, <laughs> we need someone we to just, watch. We just watch <laughs> we need and judge them. Voyeur life. It's, we it's need according them. to a BuzzFeed article, it's not exactly how a lot of the internet has made it out to be. Apparently, it's really uncomfortable. Oh, uh, sure. Anyway, I think we did it. We appreciate and love all of you. We did it. Achieved. Gamer tag. Let's do this. Be well. See you in March. We love you. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house. The happy family. The money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.